0: Open it and stick your head out and yell.
1: I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for
2: your life. Welcome to At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Bumping in with the Hulk Hogan theme song. As it's 4th of July weekend. Well, not weekend, but it's right here. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. We're celebrating. We're going to play patriotic music. And this is kind of fits in that genre, right? I think it does. What a great song. What a great riff. One of the best intro music for any wrestler in any generation. Has to be at the top. That's Hulk Hogan's theme. Real American there. Well, welcome to At The Window. Picked up a new hat. Um... Just, I don't know, like five minutes ago, actually, I walked into the studio as BFFs was ending with Greg Sussman and Frank Sample, and I don't know, I've never seen this hat in the studio before, I just put it on, and uh, I don't know. it kind of looks pretty cool, I guess, I, I don't know, I'll ro- I'll roll with it for today, maybe not, I don't know, might be somebody's, I might get lice, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> who wore this hat before, so, I don't know, maybe that's a bad move by me, but, uh, Welcome to At the Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guastamacchia. Uh, I we're previewing all the NFL teams. We're going through all 32 teams. We did the Steelers. We've finished with the AFC East. Now was the decision: should I go with the Bengals or Ravens for today? I'm saving the Browns for Monday. I want to talk about the Browns on Monday, July 8th. We're off the next two days here on At the Window, and. Came down to Bengals, Ravens. Going to go with the Ravens as David Ginsburg of the AP is going to join me, covers the Ravens. And a lot of question marks. Lamar Jackson, second year. How much is he going to run in year number two? Ran a lot last year. Made the playoffs. Taken over for Joe Flacco. They signed Ingram, Mark Ingram, in the offseason to play running back. Uh, lost a lot of talent, though. I mean, both of their wide receivers are gone. Michael Crabtree, John Brown, they're gone. Terrell Suggs is gone. He's no, no, no longer there. he Seemingly was has been there forever, so they have to replace his um, production. C.J. Mosley's gone. Eric Weddle's gone at safety. I mean, wow, what upheaval there in uh, Baltimore. So, uh, really interested to hear what David Ginsberg has to say. This was a team uh, last year that made the playoffs. Not a bad team. Um, we'll see what he says about the Ravens this upcoming year. In year number two for Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh is still the head coach there in Baltimore. So, we'll preview uh, them coming up in a little bit. Uh, going to talk NBA as well. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, where is he going to sign? Where will he end up? I'm kind of sick of talking about it at this point, but we'll continue the conversation until Kawhi makes a decision. We will talk about Kawhi Leonard and his potential landing spots: it's the LA Lakers, the LA Clippers, and, or staying with the Toronto Raptors. What will he do? What should he do? What's best for the NBA? What's best for him ultimately is going to decide where he goes. We know that. So uh, that'll be interesting, and I talked about it yesterday. Just as far as Kawhi's legacy is concerned, if you stay in Toronto, I think he has a much bigger legacy in the NBA. He leaves behind much more of of, uh, a legacy there in Toronto than with the Lakers. It's LeBron's team. LeBron's going to get – like I said it yesterday, I'm a broken record. LeBron gets the credit when you win. The other players get the blame when you lose. Uh, so if you want to team up with LeBron James, go ahead, do it. But it uh, didn't work out uh, so much for Kevin Love. Did win the championship uh, with the, the Cleveland Cavs, but his career tanked. Uh, Chris Bosh's career was never the same when he went to Miami uh, with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade had to defer more and became a different player. It was just a different player in Miami than uh, the Chris Bosh in Toronto. So, will Kawhi be that guy? We don't know. It could could be Anthony Davis, unlikely. But uh, we don't know where Kawhi's going to sign. So, we'll uh, talk to Justin Termini coming up in a bit from uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio. Uh, Hopefully, he can shed some light on uh, thoughts on Kawhi Leonard and where he should be playing next season. Uh, Did you see the U.S. women uh, soccer team? They won, beat England 2-1. They're in the finals. Of the World Cup, once again, that's going to be on Sunday, July 7th. Who will they face? Either the Netherlands or Sweden. And I just hate whenever they play and they do well, the, the U.S. women, right? Soccer team. Everyone always has to take a shot at the U.S. men's national soccer team. It's like, can we just enjoy this for, for a few minutes? I mean, do we always constantly have to take shots at the U.S. men's national team? Uh, all right, already. I get it. There's a time and place. Just, I hate it. Every, everybody on Twitter, that's, that, that's the, their go-to. Whenever the, the women are playing and they're winning and doing well, it's always uh, take a shot at the, the U.S. men. So that's, that's just, it, it, it's... Numbing. I, I just numb to it at this point, anyway. Uh, but I just hate that. But congratulations to the women. Uh, they'll play for the World Cup championship. Alex Morgan getting a lot of flack in England, at least for her, uh, you know, a celebration mocking the the English with their, you know, drinking their tea over there in uh, in their country and their love for tea. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I think, <laughs> but in England, I guess uh, she's getting some criticism for that for uh, not being classy there in in. When she scored her goal, Alex Morgan. But um, I think that's much to do about nothing. Did you see Sue Bird, Megan Rapinoe's uh, girlfriend, Sue Bird? Of course, you know her from the WNBA. Uh, You might know her from her UConn days where she played um, for Gino Auriemma there at UConn, won, won championships there, was a great player there, went to Seattle in the WNBA with Lauren Jackson, won championships there with the Seattle Storm. I believe it's a Seattle Storm. Don't quote me on that. But uh, she had a great, wonderful WNBA career. I think it's still ongoing, actually. Uh, She's 38 years old. She's still playing, uh, amazingly. But she is uh, Megan Rapinoe. That's her girlfriend, Sue Bird. And she uh, came out in defense of Megan Rapinoe. And she's been a big story. uh, And hopefully she'll be healthy to play in the final. She missed the semifinal game or or match, as you will, in in soccer against um, England. But that has become, and Megan Rapinoe is trying to, dial it down a little bit, but Super just amped it back up with her um, piece uh, she wrote in, I think it was Undefeated, The Undefeated, I'm not too sure about the website, but uh, she came out in defense, and um, it's, we, we make too much of this stuff. I mean, just enjoy the, you know, women playing. If, if you're a big, huge soccer fan, enjoy it. Sunday, probably nothing else on TV. But if you're inside, if you're indoors or what have you, just enjoy the moment. should be really cool there. Uh, we bumped in with uh, I Am a Real American. We're going to play some other patriotic songs there uh, as it's the 4th of July. Tomorrow brings me back to when I was younger and the best thing about the 4th of July. And you could, if you're in the chat, uh, you know, definitely let me know what you think is your favorite or your, your, what do you uh, associate with most with the 4th of July. Fireworks, barbecuing, just uh, America, celebrating America. Um, for me, definitely drinking for some people when, if they're of age, right? Hanging out with the family, right? Barbecuing. It's, it's all about barbecuing, cookouts, as they call it in other places. Um, you know, uh, fireworks, but fireworks in New York when I was a kid, they were illegal, but everyone would light fireworks off and the police would look the other way. Mayor Giuliani came in, uh, was mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, and he changed all that. And nowadays, if you walk around New York City, yeah, some some little pockets you'll see uh, people lighting off fireworks, but it's a ghost town. No, the only uh, fireworks that are lit are the Macy's parade. They're the only ones that the only fireworks you'll see, uh, especially in New York City. It's amazing how much of a change occurred since uh, mid mid to late nineties to now kids would grow up and part of the 4th of July was celebrating and light, lighting fireworks off, you know, defying your mom and your dad and just, you know, buying fireworks. And uh, and you kind of think back, and I do at least. I don't know if out there people could, could relate to this, but uh, when you're younger, you're like 11, 12 years old, you're lighting off fireworks. It's really dangerous and really kind of stupid if you think about it. And, and just, to, you know, just to uh, do that and, and just to defy your parents and, and whatever and just... Uh it's dangerous. So if you are lighting fireworks off and in some states it's legal, be careful. All right. We don't uh need any uh bad situations or, or what have you. Don't injure yourself, don't injure anyone else, and don't light anything on fire and stuff like that. Uh Fourth of July was always there was always uh the FDNY would always be out um going putting out fires all the time. So uh they don't have to deal with that as much anymore in New York at least. But uh enjoy the the fireworks if you do. Uh, light them off. And just think about Jason Pierre-Paul. That was, what, two or three years ago when he was down in Florida and he uh, almost blew his whole hand off. Uh, A couple of digits. He lost a couple of digits on his hand. Um, And thankfully, he came back and he had a successful season, a couple of seasons there in the NFL. And now uh, we'll see he has another injury that he's dealing with this season for the Tampa Bay Bucs. Uh, Let's see if he makes it back. Uh, There's different reports coming out on whether or not JPP will play this year, but he did make it back from that horrific accident uh, on the 4th of July. Now, that also popped into my mind too, is uh, earlier today uh, we were watching uh, on the morning after Gabe Morenzi with Joe Ranieri. Uh, they were showing videos of just people being dumb and just lighting fireworks off and whatever. Immediately I thought of JPP. It's just like, that's the guy that you think of now. Like don't, you know, be careful when you're lighting fireworks off. You don't want to injure yourself and God forbid. Uh, but, uh, I um I associate definitely fireworks was definitely number one as far as the Fourth of July. I look forward to that the most, even more than the barbecuing and and the cookouts and and drinking and whatever. When I got older, um and of course watching the the fireworks. I, I always hated watching other people light off fireworks. Now as you get older, you are just like yeah, that's kind of cool. You kind of don't appreciate it when you're younger as much as you do now. I don't know if other people are like that, but I definitely appreciate it more now and just the 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 uh. Amazing performance that the Macy's puts on, and the amount of money that they spend on these things is just ridiculous. Um, but people uh, definitely enjoy that, too, about the, uh, the 4th of July. But um, NBA, back to the NBA there. Uh, everyone have a, a great 4th of July tomorrow there. Uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, hopefully you have off. Hopefully you can enjoy it. I, actually, that's another thing, too. I worked a lot of 4th of July. So, I mean, coming up in this business, you've got to pay your dues. And uh, always, uh, 4th of July was always the day that, you know, the uh, full timers were off, and then you know when I was a part timer back in the day, I always had a had to work. But uh, so enjoy your Fourth of July if you are indeed off, and if you're working, enjoy it as well. But back to the NBA and Demarcus Cousins. There was a report. There's no market for Demarcus Cousins. I mean, what? I, how is that even possible? I know he struggled coming back from the Achilles rupture this year with the the Warriors, but he had some really good games. I mean, and he played. He played okay. It's amazing that there's not one team out there, and and I'm sure maybe that report's overblown. There's, he's going to play in the NBA next year. Don't worry about it. But I am surprised it's taken this long. There's no You don't hear any reports about uh, DeMarcus uh, Cousins signing with, with anyone or potential landing spots. And I, I probably, if, if Kawhi signs in with the Lakers, maybe you could see a one-year uh, sweetheart deal there to go to L.A., and, and play there with, with LeBron James, but I don't, I don't really know if that's a fit. I, I, I don't really know if that's a real fit there, but um, I'm surprised it's taken this long. There's a lot of people. Danny Green's still out there. Fred Van Vliet's still out there. Uh, we talk constantly about Kawhi Leonard, and for good reason, but there's other players out there that have yet to sign as well, and uh, Jared Dudley signed with the Lakers, so he's leaving the Nets, and that's kind of a shame. He was kind of like the the heart and soul of that team last year, that overachieving Brooklyn Nets team, uh, standing up for, for them and, and going right back at Ben Simmons. It was hilarious. A lot of fun there in the playoffs. Now he's leaving when when the Nets are, are getting better. He's leaving. He can't even, you know, uh, stay there and, and reap the benefits of, of a great team, but he's going to another great team with the Lakers, so going to the West Coast there, back to the West Coast for Jared Dudley, played for the Suns for a while. Um, to start his M- NBA career. it has been all over the place, actually. Uh, I'm surprised he's still playing. I mean, he's still a productive player. I mean, coming out of BC, doesn't have, like, the prototypical NBA body, right? You look at him, he's a little pudgy, you know, out of shape, but gets it done, Could still play, and he'll, he'll be a bench player for the Lakers, but uh, definitely adds some color to that team as well. But um, Kawhi, that's the big... Um, the big fish that's still out there. Everyone's going to – he met with the Raptors today. He already met with the uh, Clippers and the Lakers. Where will he end up? Will he stay in Toronto? Will he go to the Lakers? If you read uh, Kendrick Perkins uh, or if if you're following a lot of these guys on Twitter, he's leaning towards the Lakers. What that means, we, of course, know very little because uh, these guys get it wrong all the time. Um, So you can't uh, put too much stock into that. But uh, as I said, now I'll, I'll say it one more time: Stay in Toronto, at least for a, a, a sign a, a short term deal, a two year deal, maybe with some opt outs. The East is wide open next year. I mean they, I mean they look. The Raptors have a lot of free agents too. They have to sign some players. I just mentioned Fred Van VanVleet. They got to re-sign him if 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 uh, they want to uh, put that t- a great team around Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard is not the only free agent there for the Raptors, but. The East is wide open. I, I I think it is. Look, the Nets, we know they're a year away with KD out. The Sixers, I like what they did, but they're they're very beatable, all right? Very beatable. They kind of have some odd uh, fits uh, there with Tobias Harris and, and Horford and Joel Embiid and Simmons all playing together. So uh, I, I'd love to see Hawaii stay in the East just for that. All right, we'll talk more NBA. I'll get uh, Justin Termini's uh, thoughts on this. Serious XM NBA radio host. He joins me next here on At The Window
0: 888- 400 435 andro400.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
2: Red Solo Cup, uh-huh. I fill you up, let's have a party. What the hell is this, guys? <laughs> what is, is this? Welcome back to I At The Window, window here, little here, little here little on the Fantasy Sports up. Network. I am Sean What What is this music? What, what are you playing? Brian, what are you playing here? Fourth of July music. Uh, who sings this song? I've never heard it. Toby Keith. Oh, God. You can't play Toby Keith. Insult like half the country right now, but not. Uh, all right, let's get back to the guest line. Justin Termini joins me. Uh, of course, you can listen to Justin every day with the great Eddie Johnson, right? Uh, the great Eddie Johnson on Sirius XM NBA radio from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time. What's going on, Justin?
3: I'm not sure what ticks me off more, that music you're <laughs> playing or calling Eddie Johnson, Corey. I knew it. So, I-, uh, I got about <laughs> to hang up. Uh, this, uh, The direction keeps going this way.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, well, I just wanted to warn you before you uh, get into it here with me, but uh, yeah, no, the Toby Keith uh, music—that was all the producer's fault, uh, Brian. Um, I give him like that—that that freedom to play whatever he wants, but uh, and this is what happens. I, I maybe I gotta tighten the reins a little bit there, Justin.
3: Yeah, that, that's what I do on my show. Is uh, I gotta, I gotta play the music. i got to essentially, I gotta essentially do everything. Book the guests. Uh, you can't give anybody freedom. I mean, they nope. take advantage of it.
2: A hundred percent. And uh, what is Eddie Johnson then? If he's not great, well, very good, very good. Uh, would, would that uh, be?
3: Uh... A nice, nice bench player. I mean, he played 19 <laughs> years in the league. Six man, yeah. not good enough to start. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh, never, never won a champ. Never mind winning a championship. Never even made it to an NBA
2: Finals. So, oh wow. Uh, yeah,
3: so, an okay career. Okay. <laughs>
2: so you, you carry the show, basically, is what you told me. So, yeah. of course, of course you do. All right, Justin. Now uh, let's get to some seriousness here. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. I want to start with him. What are your thoughts on his next move? Should he stay in Toronto? Go to the Lakers? Go to the Clippers? Do you care? Is it that big of a deal? It's not like KD leaving OKC for Golden State, at least in my opinion. What's your thoughts on Kawhi Leonard?
3: I mean, of course, I think it's a big deal because this a guy who's 27 years of age. He's already got two finals MVPs, two championships. He's one of the best perimeter defenders that we've ever seen in the history of the sport. Uh, so it's it's really going to dictate the direction of the league for the next several years. If he chooses Toronto, they've got an opportunity to win a championship again. If he chooses the Clippers, they've got an opportunity to win a championship. And if he chooses the Lakers, as long as everybody stays healthy, Nobody else in the league has an opportunity to win a championship next year, and I love the history of the sport. And there's some great big threes in the history of the sport with Bird McHale, and and Parish, Worthy, Kareem and Magic, West, Wilt and uh, uh, West, Wilt and Elgin Baylor. You got Cousy and uh, Heintz and uh, and uh, Russell, or you could throw Sam Jones in the mix. There's been some great threes in the history of the sport, but I'm not sure that we've ever seen three of the top five to seven players ever team up before. Uh, so the, the ramifications of his decision. Yeah.
2: Are, are huge. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they had Steph Curry and KD, but yeah, Clay Thompson's definitely not in that top 10 range. Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, interesting if he went to the Lakers. But Kawhi, would, would you hate the move if he went to the Lakers and joined LeBron and Anthony Davis? Because he's already established himself. He's won two championships on his own. Uh, all right, the Spurs, he had help with Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, and Tony Parker, but he was the Finals MVP. It's not like he was just along for the ride there. And he was the, the the team in Toronto this past year. Would you give him a lot of hell for going to the L.A. Lakers and joining LeBron if he left Toronto?
3: Yeah, because he can do it himself. I mean, he's already proven yeah. that he can do it himself. So why go help LeBron win another NBA championship when yeah. you're one title behind LeBron? You play the same position as him. You're one title behind him, and you're one finals MVP behind him. You can get that in Toronto. You can get it in, uh, in with the Clippers if you go there. So why go help LeBron win another championship when you could actually catch him at only the age 28, 29, uh, and, and can, you know, maybe make that argument for yourself as to where you rank all time. Uh, so, yeah, I'd have a problem with him going there. And, you know, if he goes to if he goes to the Clippers, I mean, what type of statement would that be? If he can go to the Clippers, <laughs> win a championship, win a finals MVP, be the best player in that city where he can look across uh, the Staples Center Court and say, hey, listen, You and Anthony Davis, you, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis teamed up and still weren't as good as myself, who went to the Clippers, you know, without another top five, top ten player, and still outshined you guys. That would do a lot for his legacy.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, actually. Both points are uh, very good there. But if he stayed in Toronto, his legacy would be helped greatly, too, if he went went back to Toronto and won more championships. Yeah.
3: Every every ring weighs differently. For example, if uh, he goes to L. A., that ring weighs a lot differently than the one that he would win if he stayed in Toronto or went to the Clippers. Just like Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant's to me are rings that essentially you and I find at the bottom of a cracker box, uh, cracker <laughs> jack box,
1: uh,
3: as opposed to like Isaiah Thomas, Dirk Nowitzki, who kept I- bumping their heads against the wall. Right, yes. stayed with their organization, overcame odds and still won titles. I mean, so, and I think uh, with Kawhi staying in Toronto going to the Clippers, those titles certainly
2: uh, outweigh
3: anything you can do with
2: the Los Angeles Lakers. I agree with you there too. I'm glad you said that because Dirk Nowitzki's championship, that should weigh more than KD's in Golden State. I absolutely 100% agree. Having to go past uh, the the heat, and of course there was no great players to play with on the Mavericks on that squad. Uh, Jason Kidd's a Hall of Famer, but he wasn't the player that uh, he was earlier in his career. So yeah, excellent point. Agree with you there. How about Kevin Durant? Um, what do you make of his decision to leave Golden State and sign with the Brooklyn Nets over the New York Knicks and uh, and James Dolan?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess it just speaks to how NBA players view the mess that is Madison Square Garden right now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I hope they understand that they're they're still not going to be the lead story. They could win a championship in Brooklyn, and still the talk in that city is going to be about how bad the Knicks are. It's not going to be about the Nets because I lived there for fifteen twenty years, grew up in the area my entire life, which is almost forty. Uh, and the focal point is going to be the Knicks, no matter what happens uh, in Brooklyn with the with the Nets. It's the same as when Jason Kidd was taking them to NBA Finals back in the early 2000s. Uh, people still focused on the Knicks. Uh, they weren't bad last year. They were a very exciting team. I'm speaking of the Nets, and their attendance was still at the bottom of the NBA. Yep. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how uh, excited that city gets about the uh, the Nets.
2: Where do the Knicks go from here? Uh, it's hard to attract any free agent, any big name free agents. James Dolan is the owner. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to sell the team as much as people want him to. I guess they're just forced to rebuild. What do you what do you make of the Julius Randle signing, the the Taj Gibson signing, the Bobby Portis signing after missing out on Kevin Durant and the other big free agents for the Knicks?
3: I mean, Randall's 24, Randall's a really good player, but it pales into comparison to, as to what people thought was coming here, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't sign Julius Randall and call that a success when all season long, basically you've done nothing to uh, to shove off the theory that you're going to end up with Kyrie, KD, and, and Zion Williamson, and then you end up with Julius Randall and R.J. Barrett as your centerpieces. Uh, that's a long fall, so... Uh, You know, it's a tough pill for New York fans to to swallow. Uh, When I was in the area, it was the most excited that I saw fans about the Knicks in in many years, even though they were only winning 17 games, worst team in the NBA, because they felt there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And now there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Even then, oh, next year, we'll hit free agency again. Anthony Davis, the best player in free agency next year. He's not going to leave the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Draymond Green is the next best one. And Draymond's not a special free agent. He's not turning your team around, and he won't even be good on the the Knicks because he needs other good players around him. So next year's free agents class is, is no good. You're not going to get anything there. Uh, so you're done for a couple of years.
2: Talking with Justin Termini, Sirius XM NBA Radio, host of NBA Today with Eddie Johnson, 4 p.m. 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time every day, Monday through Friday. Justin, what about the Rockets? Uh, we heard a lot of rumor about trying to get Jimmy Butler. That doesn't work out. He goes to Miami. Right now, they haven't done anything, uh, much of anything really to, to of note. Uh, here uh, in free agency, what do you make of the Houston Rockets? Are they one of the biggest losers right now from uh, this free agency well, I mean, period?
3: Maybe if they if, maybe if they didn't have chemistry issues, they'd be one of the biggest winners because you see Golden State falling apart. Nobody has really improved drastically, right? I and mean, you could have made the argument over the last couple of years they were the second best team, third best team in the NBA. Uh, so. Like, they should be big winners, but then you look at the fact that nobody in that locker room can get along, apparently, and they're coming apart at the seams, so they would be losers in that. Hey, they can't take advantage of of Golden State getting worse, of Toronto potentially getting worse if they lose Kawhi Leonard. Uh, You've got to have chemistry to succeed. That's one of the things that made Golden State so special the last couple of years, is they have leaders like uh, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, Andre Iguodala, who were able to put their egos aside for the betterment of the team, uh, and uh, James Harden and Chris Paul apparently can't do that.
2: Yeah, it's a shame too because uh, they had a chance. They were up three-two on the Warriors two years ago. That was a team with Trevor Reza and you would, uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, and they had their opportunity. It seems like the window's shut. It's done. Unless, unless, like you said, they can get you know get along. I, I don't know. Is that James Harden's fault? Is that Chris Paul's fault? I who knows? It depends on uh, wh- who you read, right, Justin? Like, what are you hearing there? I mean, are these guys going to play together next year?
3: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to because yeah. they're not going to trade James Harden. And, and you can't uh, trade Chris uh, Chris Paul, Paul's right? contract is immovable, so yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to deal with it, yep. All
2: right, what, what do you make of the Philadelphia 76ers uh, giving Tobias Harris $180 million over five years? They signed Al Horford, uh, take him away from the Celtics. And, of course, uh, they just gave Ben Simmons a contract extension and then traded Jimmy Butler. They got back Josh Richardson. What do you make of the moves by the 76ers? Do you like them? Do you think they are now right there with the Bucks, or for, I guess, I guess in the Eastern Conference? We'll I mean, see what the Raptors do with Kawhi. But what, what do you make of the 76ers move? Did they improve?
3: Well, defensively, they certainly improved because Al Horford's one of the better defenders in the league. you get Josh Richardson. it's a tremendous defender as well. From a chemistry standpoint, maybe they get better as well because Jimmy Butler's a little bit of a diva. Uh, but uh, the, the question there is going to be offensively, where do they go late in the games for a bucket? Really, the only guy that you can give the basketball to is Tobias Harris because Ben Simmons can't shoot uh, from the field or the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid is a guy that you give the ball to on the post, but he's not going to be able to, to Dominate from he can't create his own shot. Uh, Certainly, Josh Richardson's not a guy that can knock down a jump shot. Uh, He's offensively challenged. Uh, JJ Redick, you lose. So the question for them is going to be uh, is going to be can they create enough offense, especially in the fourth quarter? But defensively, they're probably easily the best defensive team right now in the NBA.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Josh Richardson. Talk about him as a player. I, I don't know a, a, enough about him. His numbers suggest that he's a decent shooter, but you're saying you know, he doesn't have a reliable jump shot. More of just yeah, a I mean, defensive the, player. The, yeah, he
3: yeah. Low, he's, yeah, he shot in the low. He's yeah, he's shot in the low forties. Miami made him out to be a star, like it, they tried to sell him as a star. Yeah, uh, he, he's not a star player. Uh, he, like T.J. Warren, for example, uh, who is like the third best player on the on the. For uh, the Suns, the last couple of years, he's a better offensive player than Josh Richardson, uh, and he wasn't sold as a star. He was a third-best player at a pretty bad team. Interesting. Uh, Richardson's a much better, like, defensive player, but uh, but offensively, no, he's challenged. The only reason he even put up semi-decent numbers last year is because it really had nobody else to go to on that roster outside of Dwayne Wade, who couldn't play big minutes because of his age.
2: Yeah, I right. know. Yeah, uh, will he come back? Will Dwayne Wade come back to play with Jimmy Butler? You think uh, I, I was making the rounds? Well, on. he can't oh, come brother. back. You, no, you,
3: know, you can't come. Like he, like uh, I'm all for guys playing as long as possible. But you can't sell us this entire retirement again. Yeah. Even if you if you say you're retiring and you go through the mo- fine, and then you come back, I don't even have a big deal with that. The issue I would have is he's trying to squeeze every last cent out of the fan base yeah. by selling these different, like, one last dance things that he combined with, like, Bleacher Report, in order to put that around the market. He's trying to, like, squeeze every last cent out of every fan out there, and then he's going to come back a year later. Uh, that, that is unfair.
2: I agree with that, too. Uh, what do you make of uh, the Warriors' owner, owner or governor? As uh, I guess I have to say now, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Just uh, what, Joe Laco. Yeah, uh, I know. I, uh,
3: I can't worry. <laughs> There's too much other stuff out there to worry about. Yeah. I can't be going like in the back of my mind. I can't call this guy an owner anymore. He's the owner of a business. Okay. So anyway, what do I make of him saying what?
2: Uh, retiring Um, Kevin Durant's number 35. No one will wear it as long as he's yeah, the uh, I mean, owner. Yeah, He helped
3: him win two championships. He he was two finals MVP. I'm not crazy about Durant's decision to go there. Uh, but I get, you know, don't but there's no need for a statue. Like, let's not go that far. Okay. But yes, retiring his number, I have no issue with that. As long as you're going to retire for Andre Iguodala now as well. Exactly. Iguodala well, what? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. They sh- he should have made the announcement. Uh, as well, for Andre Godala, who they traded to Memphis. Yeah, well
3: they, yeah, exactly. That They still – now, I'm sure that a statement will come. They just can't do that yet because it's not official. But as
2: soon okay. as that is official, I'm assuming
3: that you'll get a statement there as well. If not, then I'll address it at that point and yeah. be uh, furious about it. But, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, they, they just can't say anything about it yet.
2: Uh, were you surprised at all, though, going back to the Knicks? I mean, did when they traded Kristaps Porzingis and they uh, traded away Tim Hardaway Jr., his, his uh, bad contract – they cleared up all this cap space, and the talk was that we're going to get two big free agents here in in, in New York. Uh, are you surprised that they actually struck out? I mean, this is basically what happens to the New York Knicks. They always miss out on all the big names that they target.
3: Well, you thought they would definitely be getting somebody because you know their owner went on to radio and said, "I feel pretty confident about oh, somebody." And they traded the 23-year-old and stapps Borzingis, who has put up historic numbers: seven foot three, 23 years old, has a sweet stroke from the outside, can use both hands. You dealt him, so you only deal a guy like that. You would think if you're positive 100% positive uh that you're going to end up with you know Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard you don't even deal Chris taps Porzingis for Kyrie Irving if you know you're getting Kyrie Irving cuz Porzingis is a better player than Kyrie Irving in my estimation so it's if you know you're getting a Kawhi or your Durant they didn't get either one of those guys so uh see so yeah that's what makes it even more messy is the yeah. part, parting ways of Porzingis
2: yeah what a disastrous trade that's turned out to be uh, even more so now with the Knicks striking out on landing Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving and, and any of those big guys, but uh, Justin only have about twenty seconds left. Wanted to get to the Boston Celtics. What they added shame. Kemba Walker, and yeah, what, well, <laughs> yeah, what a shame. Of course, what a, uh, Hopefully, we don't have Toby Keith to bump us out. Uh, that's not the bump out music. I hope not, at least. But uh,
3: I'm sure your producers will find something worse.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's their track record, Justin. So I no confidence in these guys. All right, uh, enjoy uh, your show today with the uh, very uh, pedestrian Eddie Johnson. All right, not is that happy? You happy now? Well, it can't be. It can't, listen, it can't be any worse than this. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Justin Termini. Musically be better, I know that. <laughs> all right, thanks for joining me, thanks, Justin. All right, John. talk to you later, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Justin Termini, listen to him, follow him on Twitter at Termini Radio. You can listen to him, of course, Sirius XM NBA Radio. He is one of the voices there. Does a great job. We kid. Eddie Johnson's great as well. All right, we got to turn our attention here on At The Window to the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. They're on the clock. They're up next, their team preview.
0: fantasy update
4: cam has never been the most accurate of quarterbacks anyway you know let's face it that's not what he is i don't know i this, uh, worries me more plus he's not he's not really throwing the ball with full velocity yet either so how does that change things once that shoulder is completely uh, ready to go here you know when, when will that be are we talking august yet yeah you know, the same what as of uh what a week ago uh he was only throwing the ball 20 yards that's it so uh this is a work in progress to say at least
0: saturday and sunday 9 a.m to noon eastern on the fantasy sports network and on your popular podcast providers
2: Back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, I am Sean Guasamacchia. Thank you for tuning in here. Talked a lot NBA with Justin Termini and Kawhi Leonard. Where will he end up? We now turn our attention to NFL previews and next up the Baltimore Ravens 2019 season preview. And to help me preview the Ravens, I welcome in a, a guy who knows an awful lot about the Baltimore Ravens because he covers them. He is David Ginsberg uh, for the Associated Press. He joins me. David, thanks for a few minutes on such short notice. Uh, I really appreciate the time here. Not
1: a problem.
2: You caught me at a good time. Awesome. awesome. I know it's a little early for previews, but you know what? The NFL is king, 365, so let's get right into it. Uh, they lost. I was looking up, and I was preparing for the interview, and I, I it shocked me how many players this team has lost from last year's playoff uh, team. They lost uh, Michael Crabtree, John Brown, uh, CJ Mosley, Eric Weddle, uh, Terrell Suggs. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, a lot of uh, turnover on this roster, uh, David. Uh, just talk about the offseason and and talk about uh, the players that the, the Ravens have lost from their playoff team of a year ago.
1: Well, good point. They did lose quite a bit, mostly on defense, which uh, – may concern some of the uh, fantasy players out there. I mean, as you said, they lost Suggs, Z'Darrius Smith, uh, two, their two best sack guys. And, you know, they, they really don't have adequate replacements just yet. Uh, offense, they did lose Crabtree, not a big deal. I don't think because they drafted, uh, Marquise Brown, uh, a better wide receiver at this point. And, uh, you know, their I think their defense will be a little bit worse, but, uh, It's hard to say what's going to happen on offense with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback now in his second year.
2: Talk about Lamar Jackson. uh, Will they run him less? Will they uh, try to tighten the reins on his running uh, in year two with Lamar Jackson and and try to get him to throw the football more or just run Mark Ingram more and and have more of a a running game there in Baltimore? What's the plan for Lamar Jackson as far as limiting his running ability there? Because, you know, they don't want him getting hurt.
1: Well, they want him to run carefully and cautiously. They, they, I mean, his his best asset is his legs. So, yes, he's going to run, but I think more toward the sideline. And the idea is, I mean, everyone knows one one potential hit, because his backup is RG3, everyone knows what happens. He took a hit from Haloti Not, It was never the same. So they're definitely going to be careful with him. The Ravens are definitely going to be a run-oriented team. They got Mark Ingram. Uh, back there to help out, and uh, I, you know, I'll tell you what. I, I think Lamar Jackson will still run, but he'll be selective in it. They'd like him to throw more. He had one 200-yard game passing all last year, so I mean, the the idea is to have him pass a little bit more, but he's not a pocket passer, probably never will be. So the idea is to take advantage of his legs, uh, have him run when he can, but make him uh, run toward the sideline and try not to take a hit.
2: David, uh, talk about the offensive line. Seems to be a real strength for this team. Uh, looking at the depth chart: Ronnie Stanley, Alex Lewis, you know, Marshall y- Yanda, and Orlando Brown. Uh, those right there—those four names—they're they're awfully good. Talk about the offensive line. How good can this unit be?
1: Well, that's the that's the strength of this team. Uh, it, in in that the offensive line can open up holes for the for the run game and. Really protect the passer when they have to. I mean, yes, Marshall Yonda, he's getting up there in age, but I don't think anyone would anyone could name a better right guard in the NFL right now. Right, uh, Ronnie Stanley coming into his own, and Orlando Brown, a uh, surprising surprisingly effective as a rookie on at right tackle, and will only be better as a, in his second year. Not to mention, guys, they um, his they have some great blocking tight ends as well. So. Uh, most definitely, the line is is a strength. Um, they, they probably will go with uh, Matt Scura at center. Alex Lewis can play the position. So uh, you know they, and they have some depth there. So uh, most definitely offensive line, a strength of this team, and which is uh, absolutely essential for a team that uh, is going to rely so heavily on the run.
2: Ben Powers, uh, he was a rookie fourth round pick. Uh, will he see some playing time on the offensive line this season? or will he just strictly be there for death purposes? Well,
1: he won't be starting uh, anytime soon, but uh, you never know. I mean, there there are a lot of injuries that happen. Marshall Yonda did play 16 last year, but he's he's had his he's had struggles with injuries. And, uh, you know, uh, the depth chart now has powers right behind him. Uh, powers can play other positions besides uh, guard. Uh, he can be tackled if needed. So I'm going to say this. Um, he's... They didn't draft him to to learn on the bench. He's going to be playing, but uh, he won't be starting off the bat at this point. They've got some pretty they've got a pretty good offensive front right now. But uh, don't be surprised if he gets plugged in quickly. Orlando Brown wasn't a starter last year. Uh, came in because of injury and then ended up holding on to the job.
2: Uh, David, how do you see the tight end position uh, shaking out? You have Nick Boyle, uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, Mark Andrews. Uh... Uh, right there, those three guys. How do you see it shaking out as far as rotations concerned, playing time is concerned uh, between uh, those three guys at, at the tight end position for the Ravens?
1: Well, uh, I would I would say all three of those guys are are worthy draft picks for a fantasy player. I mean, it's <laughs> really hard to determine. I mean, honestly, I, I it's hard to determine which one's going to be. I would say Mark Andrews really had a great last year, and he's probably going to be the main target. Okay. Hurst started out with a toe injury, got in late. And then, uh, you know, those two, and they paid Boyle some big-time money. So, uh, however, he's more of the blocking type. So if you want to draft two out of the three, go with uh, Andrews first, Hurst second, and then go with the Boyle as as a third option. But uh, all of those guys will probably end up having their share of catches.
2: How about the running back situation you just uh, talked about? Mark Ingram, he's now uh, a Baltimore Raven. Uh, Come comes over from the New Orleans Saints. Gus John, uh, Gus Edwards, sorry, Gus Edwards, Gus Johnson. Gus Edwards played well last year. He's still there. How is is that? How is the backfield going to uh, play out there? Mark Ingram, of course, is going to get his carries. But what about Gus Edwards? And and Kenneth Dixon yeah, as well. well. Mark
1: Ingram will get him yeah.
2: exactly, uh,
1: and you know, all three of those guys are going to be uh, getting the ball. Uh, I think Ingram will get the majority of the carries and they like him because he's really good catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, I think obviously if you're going to draft the Ravens running back, Ingram would be first, but I think they really liked Gus Edwards was the leading rusher on the team last year as a rookie. And I think he's going to get a lot of carries Kenneth Dixon. um, They might put him in as the plunger, which is obviously valuable, for anyone drafting running backs. But um, I would really focus on those first two. Ingram's going to get the majority of the playing time. Uh, he's older, though, so look for Gus Edwards to get a lot of time. And I think Kenneth Dixon will be part of the rotation, but clearly the uh, number three player on the depth chart.
2: All right, David. Defensively, you, you talked about the turnover uh, with players. Charles Suggs is no longer there. Uh, C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle, those are their three Really, I guess solid veteran veterans of the club, especially uh, Eric Weddle in this in at the safety position. How do they replace those guys, and what will this defense look like this season for the Baltimore Ravens?
1: Well, in terms of pass rush, that that remains to be determined. However. Uh, they, they subbed out Eric Weddle for Earl Thomas uh, late of Seattle an outstanding free safety. So I don't think they lost anything there. They might've even gained a little bit. And with um, Tony Jefferson is the other safety Marley, Marlon Humphrey is one of the corners, Jimmy Smith, Brandon Carr, outstanding backfield, probably in fact, not probably, absolutely the strength of this defense. Um, you know, Brandon Williams, still going to be a, a big factor along with uh pernell mcfee on the uh line and uh you know that's that's going to be strong right there the big question mark is uh whether how do you replace cj mosley the leading mm-hmm. tackler guy who took a boatload of money from the jets they've got patrick on um nicknamed peanut as the new middle <laughs> linebacker and he's going to be the guy that's um is really going to have to be relied upon. You know, the the Ravens defense has always been uh, had the big front guys separate the offensive linemen so the uh, middle linebacker can make the tackles. That's how Ray Lewis had all his tackles uh, all those years, and that's where C.J. Mosley picked up. Uh, Now they're going to try the same thing with, um, you know, at this point a lesser middle linebacker, but hopefully one – that can take advantage of uh, the opening on the on the offensive line um, that the defensive line creates, and he comes in and makes the tackles. But I'll tell you this, if uh, the other team wants to pass, the Ravens will welcome that because they've got a heck of a backfield there.
2: Yeah, you're right, Earl Thomas. Yeah, heck of an addition there um, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the secondary. And definitely, uh, if you're talking about Eric Weddle, yeah, I'll take Earl Thomas over Eric Weddle. But uh, the leadership uh, of that Eric uh, provided uh, – I guess uh, won't be that missed as as uh, Earl Thomas definitely has uh, years in the league and is a veteran presence back there. How about the Baltimore Ravens? Ten and six last year. They won the AFC North. What do you, if you want to give a prediction? Uh, we'll welcome it. But if not, uh, what do you what are you looking forward to for this season's uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens squad? Well, okay. I, I would
1: like you know. Everyone seems to be picking. Believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns. Yes, in the, they are in the north, and and you know, I mean, yeah, you know what? They made some nice additions, and you have you know the quarterback now in his second year, going to be um, going to be better. So, uh, but, but you know what? They're the Browns. So, uh, <laughs> I would still think that the Ravens and Steelers are going to be the ones that are going to be fighting for it. Uh, you know, prove me wrong, Cleveland. You still, you have, never have. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I love it. I, David. I'd say this. That, that, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's, that's the way i see it. And the way i also see it is the Ravens now have Lamar Jackson starting from the get. So instead of transitioning to him, he knows that he's going to be the man, and I think they're going to have an advantage there and that they'll start the season. Knowing who their quarterback is, their backup, RG3, is basically an older version of Lamar Jackson. So, you know, the offense won't be affected – if if in fact uh, Lamar Jackson gets injured, so you know what I think, ten and six probably they'll I think they'll do it again, and I don't know whether that should be good enough to get them into the playoffs. Maybe not win the division, but I, I think they're that's a ten-win team despite their losses on defense. Uh, I really and don't forget guys uh, they lost Ozzie Newsome and now they're going with Eric DaCosta as their GM. But um, Eric DaCosta has impressed me thus far, and I think he's going to get the guys that this team needs to make them a contender. One more thing, we, never, we didn't talk about Justin Tucker, likely oh, yeah. the best kicker in the league. So, I mean, that's another threat that the Ravens have. If they end up coming up short on the other end of the field, they can still get, get a field goal out of it. So, uh, you know what? I mean, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but I think the Ravens look look pretty good, and I think they can duplicate that 10-6. and six.
2: There you have it. you heard it from David Ginsburg, covers the Ravens for the Associated Press, 10 and six Baltimore 2019 season the Baltimore Ravens. David, excellent breakdown. really appreciate it. thank you for your time. My pleasure and thank you for having me. There he is. and that's the 2019 Baltimore Ravens preview with David Ginsburg of the AP. He does a great job covering the Ravens all season long. And uh, waiting on Patrick, the intern, he was supposed to call in via Skype. Uh, wanted to get his, he's a big NBA fan. Uh, if you watched uh, Calling the Shots here on the Fantasy Sports Network, he was a big part of that that show and uh, always would chime in with, with his comments on NBA, especially that that is his sport. Uh, we have not heard from him uh, yet, but I wanted to get his thoughts because, uh, and, and we have him now. Hey, Patrick, welcome back to the show. There he goes. There he is. Um uh, all right, we only have like three minutes, but I want to get your thoughts on the NBA free agency. Kevin Durant burning the, uh, the Knicks going to the Celtics and uh, going to the Celt- going to the Nets. And then, of course, I want to get your thoughts on the Celtics and your boy Kyrie leaving going to, to the Nets and uh, Kemba Walker now uh, up there in uh, Beantown. So uh, go ahead. Uh, fire away on, on your thoughts on free agency.
4: Well, I just think, first off, credit to where credit is due to the Brooklyn Nets. Sean Marks has done an unbelievable job with this team last three years, I mean, we all remember where the Nets were at after that trade with Boston, and then in no more than five years, they've completely rebuilt in themselves, uh, and they're back. They'll be a top five power in the East this year and for years to come, now that they've signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, both to long-term uh, contracts, both of which took you know under the max deal to get DeAndre Jordan uh, in with them, which I don't totally understand. I like Jared Allen uh, as a part of that starting five a little bit more. I also like his youth and his potential. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's a more proven center in this league, but Jared Allen's been really impressive as as a young player. So I don't know if I would have messed with that so much. If I'm Kenny Atkinson, I would continue starting Jared Allen uh, and then bringing DeAndre Jordan off the bench. But that's that's just me. Um, But, you know, it's going to be a waiting period for the Brooklyn Nets because they have to wait for Kevin Durant to get healthy. So it's going to be a season without him. So just try to get Kyrie accustomed to playing with the younger guys, which, you know, after a season like he just had in Boston, I'm not too encouraged about if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan or someone on the Brooklyn Nets staff. It's it's a little concerning looking at what he did last season with young guys coming off of a very, very impressive postseason run. Uh, and then you know he kind of it seemed as though there was a wrench thrown in there. I won't yeah, throw all blame on Kyrie, uh, but it seemed like there was a wrench thrown into that uh, whole system once once he was integrated back into the lineup. So I'm not sure. Got about a know.
2: minute here, Patrick. Yep.
4: Yeah, uh, but then you look at Boston. Um, there, I don't think they're going to be comp- competitive at the level they were simply because Al Horford's not with the team anymore. I think yeah. that was yeah. the biggest loss. Uh, for that team Kyrie leaving look that, that he needed to get out of there it just wasn't working a lot of people are saying it's you know an unfair trade-off not a good, but I think reality wise he's perfect for this team he'll be a better leader
2: all right uh, what do you make of Kevin Durant's number 35 getting retired there in Golden State and real quick 10 seconds Durant made the right decision leaving uh, Golden State going to Brooklyn yeah, Kevin Durant
4: definitely made the right decision going to Brooklyn. I think it's a really nice uh, gesture by Golden State. Uh, Kevin Durant had said he felt a little disrespected by the organization and by the fans, which I kind of agree with. You look at all that he sacrificed in order yeah. to play there, yeah. those championships. Uh, but I think it was a nice gesture, and uh, you know he's a, a great, one of the greatest players of all time, arguably the greatest scorer of all time.
2: We'll, so we'll, it we'll get more of your thoughts, Patrick, next week. Uh, we'll bring Patrick back, but that's all the time we have for at the window here on a Wednesday. Enjoy the fourth.
0: Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, so bad.